friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I am genuinely so excited that you are tuning in today. Wild Hearts is for those who are passionate about diving deep, keeping it real, reclaiming their passions, and getting after the things that they were made to do without apology. In each episode, I sit down with a fellow Wild Heart to talk about life, travel, faith, and everything in between. So let's dive in. All right, y'all, it is finally time for another little solo episode. Today, I'm going to share some of the key things that I have learned about creating space for healthy and flourishing friendships. To be honest, I have 100% been putting this episode off. Uh, One, because I recently had a pretty difficult experience in one of what I would consider one of my closer friendships. And two, because I have been working through some of my own kind of issues and fears in relationships through counseling. Such a fun time. (laughs) Um, But through both of those things, I've learned even more about, you know, just how to be a healthy individual in relationship with others, which understandably leads to healthier friendships. So let's get to it. First, I want to talk to you guys about different kinds of friendships or different types of friendships. When I was in college, I took a class called Psychology of Relationships. And honestly, it's been like 12 years. Oh, God, I feel old. But even in those like, you know, decade plus, it continues to impact my personal life, the things that I learned in that class. Um, I so clearly remember spending a few weeks just talking about friendships in particular, during which we talked in depth about just the different styles of friendships, different types of friendships. And so I wanted to share some of those with you guys to possibly help bring some clarity to your current or even past relationships. So first, let's talk about the ABCs of friendship, aka the different levels of friendship. So you have A, that stands for acquaintance. Chances are you have a lot of these in your life. You've had them, you have them now, and you will have many more acquaintances. B stands for brotherly. You can probably point out a handful or so of these types of people in your life. They're people that you trust and you love. Um, You know they're going to be there, but maybe they're not like the people you go to first. And then C stands for close. So these are the people that help provide accountability. They're willing to call you out and call you up. They're going to help you have a realistic view of yourself, and they're going to help you have a realistic view of God. There are also different types of friendships that I want to talk about. Um, Three in particular, for a reason, for a season, and for life. So for a reason, friends, are the people that come into your life or came into your life for a specific reason or during a specific time. They might share an interest with you, like nerding out on stranger things, or maybe they take part in an activity with you, like you guys are on the same sports team, or maybe they're just in close proximity to you, like a neighbor or a roommate. These friends are the ones that, you know, started for a reason with a commonality, and they often do have potential to turn into a forever friendship if both people want that. For a season, friends, are the people who might come into your life really easily, but usually don't last beyond whatever season of life you currently are in or that you share with that person. So when I think of those friends that I had for a season, I think of coworkers. You know, I used to be working with them day in and day out, so I saw them all the time, but then I left that place of work and I just don't talk to those people as often anymore, right? So it could be coworkers, it could be friends from college. Um, just think about 
about the different seasons of life you've been in. Maybe you were like super into a certain scene when you were in high school and you were really close to the group of people that now you just don't talk to. Those would be considered friends for a season. And lastly, friends for life. (laughs) These are the people that you just know no matter what might happen, they're always going to be there for you. Whether it's your oldest friend from elementary school, hi Lauren, um, or that friend you met at a kind of crossroads moment in your life, aka like a super critical point or a, you know a pivoting space I would say hello Sarah to that one for myself or that person that simply feels like family hi Lois um, these are the friends that you know deep in your bones are going to be in your life forever these are rare and beautiful and truthfully should be celebrated as much as possible even if it means you only see each other once a year so these are the different levels a b c and types of friendships for a reason, for a season, or for life. All right, I want to talk first about making friends while you're in school. So whether you're in high school or college or even like post-grad, let's talk a little bit about that. So if you're currently finding yourself in that season, I am going to lay down some hard but really great truth for you right now. There may not be another time in your life where it is so easy to make friends. I mean, you're constantly surrounded by other people your age and probably in the same season of life as you, which trust me is such a gift. So my advice to those of you in this camp would be to savor this season, invest in the people around you, join clubs and teams, go to all the social events, invite new people to hang out and do all the things with your friends because this is such a unique time in your life where your quote unquote real world concerns and responsibilities are pretty low. So live it up and love your people well. But Now we got to talk about making and maintaining adult friendships because I'm telling you, it's a lot harder. (laughs) Here is a tough truth. A healthy friendship starts with you. If you're conscientious of your own junk, like your wounds and your shortcomings, because yes, we all have them. Doesn't matter if your childhood was totally idyllic and you had a perfect family. We all have shortcomings as individuals. Um, But if we know those and uh, we're working toward growing in those areas and we're able to admit when we're not at our best in our relationships, particularly in our friendships, it will be so much easier to keep it real and have just really healthy, flourishing friendships. Living in the digital age, I think I would be remiss not to say, um, just don't be afraid to reach out to people. So whether you meet someone in person um, or via something like Instagram, just go for it. Like initiate the coffee date or a hike or like going to lunch or whatever. Just like reach out to people. I think the only real risk in doing this is either they say no which like, whatever, let that roll off your back. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Or you get to hang and maybe you realize it's just not really a a good fit. But either way, you had like, you know, you got out of your comfort zone. You might have had a good coffee date. Um, And it's totally okay. I think there's like this weird uh, feeling that like, oh, if it doesn't work out, it was a total waste. It's never a total waste. You're going to learn more about another person. You're going to learn more about yourself. But hey, the best case scenario, if you reach out, they become friends for life, which in my opinion makes it totally worth it. So first things first, I just wanted to say, don't be afraid to reach out because you never know. I have made so many friends from social media. I have reached out to people. I've had people reach out to me. We've gotten coffee and like, 
honestly, best case scenario, I was in a friend's wedding. Like I reached out to a girl on Instagram, my friend Ainsley, and we got together and we maintained a friendship. And then I ended up being a bridesmaid in her wedding, which was such a gift. On the flip side, I've gone to coffee with people and realized like this just isn't going to be a person in my life and that's okay. So I'm going to savor this two hour coffee date and really be present with this person. Um, But I just knew like it wasn't going to go anywhere. And that was kind of a mutual feeling. So um, yeah, just don't be afraid to reach out. Um, And then here is the biggest and probably most important piece of advice I feel like I can give you in adult friendships. And it's something that like I'm not at all perfect at, but that I'm learning and growing in. And that's that you just have to be intentional. You have to prioritize the friendships that matter most to you. I would argue that this is also the most difficult part of maintaining adult friendships. Um, Time is limited. We don't, we only, you know, every human being on earth from the start of creation until the end, like we all have the same amount of time in a day and it's limited. And it's not that like we don't have time. It's just for our friends. It's just that we might not always prioritize it. So um, as you get deeper and deeper into adulthood, you just start to realize there are more and more things clamoring for your attention, right? You have work responsibilities. You have maybe you have a partner, maybe you have kids, uh, maybe you have other activities outside of the home or outside of work. Maybe you have side hustles. Like there's just so much grabbing for your attention and your time. Do you see what I mean about friendship being so much easier when you're in school? (laughs) So all of those other things, even though they might be really good things, they have the potential to pull you away from even your closest and most cherished friendships. So in order to prioritize those friendships, you can do things like try to set up a regular coffee date, like maybe once a month on the last Saturday of the month, you go get coffee with one of your good friends. Maybe you start a small group or a book club, and then you can bring in a couple friends and make sure you're getting together on a weekly or biweekly basis. Or you could plan a girl's trip. Like, hey, if you know, you're know you in a season of life where it's hard uh, to set up something regular, maybe you like once or twice a year plan a girl's weekend away so that you guys can spend intentional time together. Um, For example, like I have friends who live about 30 minutes away from me and we have a monthly dinner so that we make sure we get to see each other and we stay connected because otherwise we might not. And it doesn't mean we don't love each other um, and don't care about one another, but we just have to be really intentional to make sure that we actually get to see each other. So yeah, I cannot stress enough the importance of just being intentional and really prioritizing your friendships as an adult. It isn't always easy. It can be kind of challenging, but it is 100% worth the effort that you have to put in to make sure that that happens. And to take one more note from my college psychology of relationships class, here are some tips on how to not neglect your friendships, because I think that that's really, really important. So these are kind of bullet points I might, uh, you know, share a little bit more about them but let's just go ahead and start so be sensitive to your friends and aim to listen more than you speak not gonna lie I added that last part on because I think it's super important um the people we care about uh we know when something's off right we tend to know when something is off with a friend that we really care about and so I would say trying to maintain kind of that level of sensitivity to those people in your life check in with them see how they're doing if you know if something happens and you think that might have been a hard week for your friend just check in be sensitive to them and where they're at and when you're in deep conversation especially with your friends listen more than you speak make that your goal listen to where they're at hear their concerns and um, share in their celebrations and their wins Um, and then speak when it feels right but don't be thinking about what you should say in response to what they're currently saying to you because then you might miss out on what they're actually trying to say 
another tip here is to create safe spaces in your friendship. So that kind of ties into that same thing, like being sensitive to your friends, make sure you're checking in with them, listen more than you speak, and create those safe spaces. Because it's in those places that people are going to feel more comfortable to go to deeper levels, deeper levels of intimacy, especially. And so just try your best to whatever that looks like for you, create those safe spaces. Um, I'd say being present is probably one of the key ways to create a safe space. Uh, There's nothing that makes me feel um, less important to someone than when they pick up their phone in the middle of a conversation with me. Um, It just, it irks me to no end. And some of my friends actually make fun of me because I will stop talking if somebody picks up their phone like if I'm in the middle of a conversation and I'm sharing something even if it's maybe it's not even that deep it's trivial and they pick up their phone and look at it I will just stop talking and then they realize and they're like oh I'm sorry it's like it's okay I'll just wait till you're done um (laughs) so anyway just create that safe space be fully present with your people um, as much as you can be I think that that is one of the keys to creating safe space and building deeper intimacy in your friendships Another tip here is to try to regularly see your friends while still leaving room for spontaneity. So the friends I mentioned earlier, we get together, you know, every month, which is awesome. But if they ever come up here to Nashville, I love when people just like say, hey, I'm in Nashville. Do you want to get together? Um, I'm not always the most spontaneous person. I've gotten more spontaneous, particularly as I've traveled. But I love it when someone's like, hey, I'm going to go for a hike. Do you want to come? Even if I can't go, I just love that, um, you know, I was thought of in that moment. And so Uh, We love how it feels when people do it for us, so we should be more willing to do that with our friends, right? So leave some room for spontaneity. Make investments in your friendships. Now, this is kind of up for interpretation, so investments can mean something different to you than it would to me, but I think, you know, quality time is one of my love languages, so making time for my friends, making sure I'm prioritizing that time, super important to me, um, and so I try and do that with my friendships as well. I also have a problem where that I'm working through in counseling, not going to lie, where I tend to go a little insular. Um, I think it's because I traveled for two years, so I was on my own for a long time that, like, I can go a little insular and just focus on my stuff um, instead of always, you know, considering my friends or trying to get together with them. And so I'm learning to make better investments, prioritizing my time um, so that I can spend it with friends and just investing in them and what they're doing. And lastly, be committed to working through conflicts in healthy ways, in healthy ways. Because here's the thing, conflict will happen. Two human beings, two imperfect human beings coming together in any kind of relationship, there is going to be conflict at some time or another. So let's talk a little bit about that. I have learned that um, handling conflict in a healthy way is so, 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 so important. It's also hard, but it's really important. So here's my advice. If there is an issue uh, in your friendship or you're feeling funkly, funkly, that's not a word, if you're feeling funky or if you just need to bring something to light in one of your friendships, initiate that conversation slowly and gently. Kind of start with the things that you love about your friend in that conversation and then bring up the issue and ask for their insight. Like ask if they've been feeling, you know, similarly or, you know, ask what does it look like from your perspective Create that safe space again for what might be a tough conversation, welcoming any and all healthy discussion. If I could underline in audio, healthy would be underlined so many times. Because I promise that while it may be uncomfortable in the moment, those conversations always produce fruit and friendship. Now, 
let's go back to that healthy word, if someone is defensive or mean or you know turns a little toxic, you have full permission to shut down that conversation and to tell them why. You can say, hey, I just wanted to have an open and healthy conversation about this thing that I've been feeling, but if you're not going to be receptive of it or we can't have an adult conversation, then I'm going to pull myself away from this discussion. And that is 100% okay to do. Again, it's uncomfortable, but it's something that needs to be done if things go kind of awry. Okay, speaking of, whew, let's talk about boundaries. I know, I know, when it comes to setting boundaries, it's pretty much always easier said than done. But wow, 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 wow. <laughs> boundaries are so important. If you have not read this book yet, I highly recommend you check out Boundaries. It's literally called Boundaries um, by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And heck, even if you've already read it, it is 100% worth the reread every few years. I am rereading it right now in my counseling journey. I read it in college. It's just so full of wisdom for how to establish and maintain a healthy, balanced life. And that means having boundaries, physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, mental boundaries, and spiritual boundaries and relationships obviously play a huge role in that because let's be honest codependency is not a cute look right (laughs) one of the biggest things that I have been relearning through counseling this last year is the boundary of understanding personal responsibility as simple as it might sound personal responsibility in relationships means that you are truly you are only responsible for you You are responsible for your feelings, your behaviors, and your actions. You are not responsible for the feelings, the actions, or the behaviors of other people. In the real world, this means that assuming you are a healthy individual, I'm assuming you're in a good spot, you're pretty healthy. Um, If a friend blows up at you, says you're a terrible friend, or they ghost you, or something like that, you are not responsible for their stuff. And vice versa, if your friend is healthy and you blow up at them or you ghost them or you do something awful, they're not responsible for that. That's on you. All we can control is our own stuff. All we can control is how we speak, the things we say, how we react, and the way that we behave in relationships. We are responsible for the ways that we behave. Now, I understand sometimes something might happen in a relationship that causes us to say something or behave in a certain way, but that is still our responsibility. So even if we have, you know, a challenging situation or a challenging friendship, Um, and it makes us feel like we deserve something or like we should be able to react a certain way, ultimately that's on us because we are making that decision. I hope that makes sense. Now, if that friend in this, you know, hypothetical scenario is unhealthy or toxic or God forbid abusive, there is deeper work to be done. Um, And you 100% have permission to excuse yourself from that relationship. Much like I said earlier, if you wanted to remove yourself from a conversation, you can also remove yourself from a relationship. Now, it doesn't mean it's easy, but if it's the right thing for you to have boundaries and to have, you know, a healthy, balanced life in as much as you can control it, you have that permission, you have that power. So you don't need to feel bad about creating that boundary in your life um, because after all, it's your health and your well-being and you have control of that. Now, I'm going to go off my prompt and talk a little bit about toxic people. So forgive me if this might be a little bit of a rabbit trail. Rabbit trail, is that what it's called? Whatever, tangent. (laughs) 
I have experienced, fortunately, only a few kind of toxic relationships in my life as an adult um, that I have had, you know, the wherewithal and the power to remove myself from um, versus like when you're a kid, it's just a whole different ballgame. But a few years ago, gosh, I guess five years ago now or so, I had a mentor in my life who I later obviously found out was very, very toxic and kind of led out of a place and lived out of a place of insecurity. And I didn't know it at the time um, until, you know, something blew up in my face. And it was super hard for me because it was somebody that I trusted and loved and, um, you know, spent a lot of time with her family. And I, you know, I looked up to her in a lot of ways. And then this awful thing happened that called me to called caused me to question you know who I was and um, who God made me to be which is never a good sign you guys I have written a blog post on spiritual manipulation um, which I will link in the show notes but this was the the instance in which um, the blog post is about what I'm talking about right now basically but you know when I was in that space of questioning who I was and who God made me to be and those kinds of things like it was hard and it was awful and I later realized it was toxic it was so toxic but sometimes it's hard in the moment to recognize those things um and so give yourself a lot of grace but know that you are 100 percent um able to and have permission to and have the power to remove yourself from toxic relationships friendships mentorships uh, romantic relationships um, you have the power there and doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's probably actually going to be really hard because if you love someone, you probably are going to have to grieve that if you have to walk away. And so, um, but sometimes the hardest things are the best things for us. Um, and yeah, ultimately we are in control, uh, of our relationships and our boundaries. And so I just wanted to share that a little bit about toxic relationships because, I know that they can be hard and oftentimes it takes us a while to even realize they're toxic. But once you do, if you have one of those relationships and you realize like this is unhealthy, please know from my experience, like you have permission and power to remove yourself from that and trust that God will bring along someone who is healthy and who will love you and who, you know, will hold you accountable and call you out. All those things I said about those close friendships, those C-level friendships, um, so yeah, anyway, that's a little bit about toxicity. Now, I did get a question recently on Instagram. I asked, you know, what kind of topics do you want me to cover on the podcast? And someone said friendships. Um, it's actually my friend Allie. She was like, hey, talk about friendships and going deep in friendships. And so I don't think I'm an expert in these things at all. Like I said earlier, I have this tendency to kind of insulate and um, kind of get lost in my own little world. And sometimes that's at the expense of my friendships. Although, like I said, I'm also working on it in counseling, which is really good. Um, but as an Enneagram 4, I do love going deep. I hate hanging out in the shallows. I can do it for a little bit, but then I get tired and I want to talk about like the real stuff and so I love going deep with friends and I think my advice um, if you're looking to go deeper in some of your friendships is one you have to kind of test the waters some people don't like going deep some people that's like hard for them or scary for them it's just not somewhere they want to approach in their friendships and if that's the case like you just have to let that be you can't force anyone to go deep if they don't want to um, but I would say asking questions is the best place to start so um, beyond the you know general like hey how was your week I ask those questions to my friends too because I want to know but then I'll say like hey where, where do you see yourself in here what are your kind of your goals for the next five years or you know um 
in what ways are you trying to grow this year? Just like asking those kind of deep level questions. I love pressing into personal history. I think it's, I've just learned um, so much of who we are as adults is kind of reflected in who we were as kids um, for better or worse. But I love talking about those things. And so I will sometimes press on personal history and um, I love testimony. So, you know, oh, your life looks like this now, but, you know, in high school, what did life look like? And seeing what God can do. And I just ask a lot of questions and leave space. I guess I create that space for vulnerability and authenticity. And sometimes it's reciprocated and sometimes it's not. And you just kind of test the waters with people. Um, You'll eventually find out like which friendships are those uh, friendships that you can go deep in and which are more just, you know, going to say a little more surface level. It's going to be a little more fun or whatever. I don't know. Um, fun's not the right word, but you know what I mean? A little more lighthearted. That's a better way to say it. Some friendships are going to be deep and they're going to feel really substantial and you're going to feel like you're just wading through it together. And some might be a little more lighthearted and that's okay. I think it's beautiful to have a balance of all different kinds of relationships. But if you're trying to go deep with people, I'd say just ask questions and make space for, um, deep conversations. Some people will like it. Some people won't. You'll figure it out pretty quickly. (laughs) I have. And um, yeah, I just think that's a really beautiful way to grow in your friendships. Um, Something else I've realized, this is also totally off script. I did not write this down on my prompt or anything. Um, But I've realized that like the older I get, the more I value um, reciprocal friendships. I uh, used to have this tendency to just be friends with everyone. I still do. I feel like I have a lot of friends from, you know, different groups of people and all that sort of stuff. But I have learned that, like, I just get so exhausted when I'm the one who's constantly having to reach out, which honestly might play a part in me going a little insular from time to time. And so I have loved, especially over this the last few years while I was traveling and then during the pandemic, there are just like a handful of people that have been so intentional about reaching out to me. And there's that whole saying of, you know, a relationship is a two-way street, which sounds so trite. But honestly, I think it is so true um, because I think it should be both ways. It should be, I reach out to, to my friends, you know, here and there, and they reach out to me here and there. It's not fair to either person in a relationship or a friendship to constantly be the one reaching out. But if there's that kind of duality where you can both be doing it, I just think that that's really beautiful. Um, So yeah, just remember that relationships should feel like a two-way street. That doesn't mean you have to talk all the time. I have friends back home in California or friends from different seasons of life that, you know, I might only talk to them once a year, once every six months, but it's like we pick right back up from where we left off. It doesn't feel like there's any like lost time in the middle. We just catch up on the things that have happened in the last six months and it doesn't, there's no like, oh man, I can't believe we haven't talked in that long. It's more like, wow, okay, so what's been going on? You know, there's not that like angst about it. It's more like, hey, I'm stoked to like be present with you in this moment. Um, And so yeah, just, I just, I don't even know where I was going with that, but I wanted to share it. Um, Just remembering that like, yeah, relationships should feel like two-way streets if you feel like you're constantly the one that's trying to engage and have a relationship. um, It's okay, once again, to say, you know what, I'm just going to let this be. And if I don't hear from this person. I'm just going to go ahead and move forward with the friendships that I know I can really count on um, and who are going to be intentional with me. But like no love lost, right? If they all of a sudden show up out of nowhere, great. You get to have another conversation. But don't put too much of your, um, I guess, energy into those relationships that are more difficult. I have a friend actually who, a previous roommate of hers, who she just loves. She loves her. Um has constantly for the last like six months, maybe even a year, been reaching out, trying to get in touch, trying to schedule a phone call, trying to do this. And it's just like 
not been reciprocated in a way that's encouraging at all in a friendship and it's been hard for me to watch because it hurts it hurts my heart because I know my friend's heart and I know that she just wants to be in that person's life because she loves that person she cares about them but that person has not reciprocated that same kind of love honestly and so um yeah just take care of yourself again boundaries super important um choose your people well and then be intentional and prioritize them in your life uh kind of figure out what level of friendship you're at with those people are they acquaintances are they brotherly friendships are they close friendships and then recognize which friendships have been for a reason for a season or for life anyway you guys woof just wanted to talk a little bit about friendships and boundaries and um like how to make friends as an adult because it is hard when you graduate college you realize all of a sudden like oh this is I don't like live with my friends all the time. <laughs> We're not going to the same events all the time. And you know, then like life seasons change, people get married, they start having kids, they move away. Everything just gets a little bit more complex, um, a little more challenging, not impossible, but more challenging. And so, um, yeah, I just wish there was like a class in college or high school that was like, here's how to make friends as an adult. So maybe this 30 minute chat will help you. <laughs> um, I've just know I've learned a lot and especially as I've moved around and traveled and um, some friendships have really stuck through all of that. Some have come and gone. Um, some were just for that season and that's okay. I just am really grateful that, um, you know, friendships are wonderful and beautiful and I just see, think you see so much of humanity and um, you see so much of God's character in friendships and um, but it takes work as as most things that are worth it do it takes a little bit of work so anyway that's all I have for you guys today uh, thank you for tuning in and I hope that the things I shared in this episode um, help you in your current and your future friendships and maybe even help you find comfort in any difficult experiences you've had in relationships before or maybe even now. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that this conversation has encouraged you to step out confidently and say yes to the things that God has for you. Hey, while I've got your attention, I would absolutely love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and rated, reviewed, and subscribed to Wild Hearts with Janine. It would mean so much to me. All right, I will see you guys back here when the next new episode drops, when I'll be sitting down with another great guest to talk about another wild-hearted topic. But until then, you guys, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.